Hallelujah. Is God good? You know, the, today's, today's uh, I don't have a PowerPoint today, but today's message is called Chance versus Choice. Chance versus Choice. And when I say chance, I'm not talking taking a risk. I'm talking about taking a chance. Good to see you guys. Love you, buddy. We're not talking about taking a risk. We all take risks at times. We take risks in um, investments. We take risks at jobs. We're like, we're not sure if God wants to work here, but you take a risk and go in there. I'm not talking that. I'm talking about a chance. And that chance uh, means is, a, is to take an uncalculated risk, to gamble. The absence of calculated reasoning or planning. In other words, an uncertain outcome. And that's the definition of chance. So I say that because we take chances every Sunday morning. If you come here, whether you're a leader or not, staff or not, you come here and you get a word where you get either take a chance and not listening to it or you make a choice in obeying it. Okay? Chance or choice. And since Zachariah said amen, I'm going to talk about his message for a second. Was it the heart of God, bro? The heart of God. I told him privately, now I'm not making it openly, that his message so sparked something inside of me that I even felt a conviction on the inside of where my walk was with God personally. And this is from a 25, 26, 26 year old man. And I'm only 36. I'm kidding. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Psych. Um, anyways, his message so inspired me, but I made a choice. And I called him up and I said, Zach, your message impacted me. The choice was to confirm or reaffirm, reaffirm what he spoke that changed my life. And it's still changing my life today. And he spoke that, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Then Lorenzo's message, YYP. And if you haven't looked at that one up on YouTube, definitely check it out. His message inspired me to be, continue to be more intentional in my walk with God. Say it to your neighbor, intentional. And there you go. Even though you didn't look at your neighbor intentional. And then Pastor Cindy's. I mean, that one yet last Sunday, her illustration using Jared, and she's, I'm going to tell you what, she is, she's, Pastor is funny, man. That woman, she is hilarious. One of the most honest people you're ever going to meet. And her message was, was uh, second to none. It really was about being aware of the enemy's devices. You guys listening? We have to be aware of the enemy's devices. Because I'm telling you right now, you're sitting next to somebody who you love who's quite possibly being used by the enemy. Right? Let's be real. Our thoughts aren't always God's thoughts. Our ways aren't always God's ways. Isaiah 55, 11, right? My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. And the reason why is because we're taking chances every time we leave out the four walls of this church or whatever, whatever you're watching on whatever podcast, hopefully you're, you're, other, you're taking more time than Sunday mornings to feed yourself, Right? When you're taking a chance by walking away and saying, now it's a good message, and not eating it. You're taking a good chance. Well, I say you're taking a bad chance, actually. You're taking a bad chance of walking away and saying, it's a good message, but not, not drinking after it. Right? We've, we've in just in this past couple of weeks, I'm not going to say exactly what, what has transpired, but we had cer- certain people walk away from the Lord, and it has broken my heart. And some of the hearts of people that know about the situation. It has broken my heart so, so deep that this morning, even though this happened over a week ago, is it burdened me today. I'm like, Lord, how can I talk when I feel this pain on someone who took a choice? I'm sorry, who took a chance and not took a choice. This is so detrimental. These past, I will say, 
these past four messages have been so on point. And if you're not watching them and watch, re-listening to them and not taking the notes down, you're taking a chance and not making a choice. I'm telling you now, make a choice. This is your day to make a choice, to walk away from the pain because there's healing. There's healing here. It's not because of me or Pastor Paul, Pastor Cindy, anybody who's ministered. It's the Holy Spirit, okay? Every message that had been ministered from here was the intention of not pointing a finger at you but helping you. Every single message, the tears that it takes to make a message. Zachariah, did you cry during your message in preparation? I mean, you were fasting too, right? I mean, you have to understand the work, and so many people have ever ministered before, it takes time, it takes compassion, it takes a lot of heart, and it takes you to get, number one, get rid of the flesh. Because I'm hungry, I'm tired, I'm thirsty, and, and quite honestly, if, you have, if you're working full time, you don't want to think about the message that much. You want to get rest and think about your job. I get that. But as a minister now, and anybody else who's ministered from this pulpit, you understand the burden and even though full-time job, you understand that burden in preparation for a message here. My whole point is, is that every single, we've been open here for 18 years here in Bakersfield. And we've had over 1,000 people walk through our doors from our, every location total. And guess what? It's not, our seats aren't filled because people have taken a chance and not made a choice. And some people were called out. I will say some people were called out to do other things, and that's great. But not as many as you think it has been that way. Amen. Okay, you guys understand that, but it'll come. Um, there's two spiritual keys, everyone say two, that God wants from every time there is a message being put out, I mean, spoken out. Number one is that he wants, uh, 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 he wants us to have a love for his word. And number one, he wants us to have a love for his word. So anytime a minister is messaging, giving a message here, he, he's, the Holy Spirit's trying to evoke a love in you for his word that you've never experienced before. And if you have, it's time to take it to a new level. Amen. Okay, the second thing is he wants us, Holy Spirit does, everyone say Holy Spirit, to start witnessing and creating opportunities for the lost to know Jesus. You have been given awesome talents in the message that you're, that's being preached, and it's time to use that to help others. Okay, is that good? Okay. Again, today's about chance versus choice. There's guarantees in life. We all know there's guarantees, right? Number one. There's love and there's hate. Those are guarantees that happen in life. You're going to experience love and you're going to experience hate. Whether it's coming out of you or coming towards you, you will experience hate. But on the greater level, you experience love. You know, whether you're giving love as a mother or you're receiving love from your children, you, those are guarantees. Guarantees. Maybe not in that area, but there's guarantees. There's always going to be peace and confusion in this life. You will experience peace. Even it might be a short window, you experience it. But it seems like in this generation right now, this is not no, no point at any age group, there's more confusion than there is peace right now. There's so much confusion out there. We see this kids and aging. Kids, we see children, we love children. Congratulations to those who they're new new parents. Congratulations to the Durans, and then obviously grandma and grandpa. But we see kids and we see aging. And I will say for me, just as of recently, actually part of the past, actually since my dad died, I've taken death a whole new different level as far as thought process. To me, life has become more important than I ever had before. 
is I've, I've really looked at life. I've really mismanaged life. I'll be completely honest with you in my thought process. I never looked at life like I should look at you right now. And it took, unfortunately, it took my dad passing away to really appreciate what life is really about. Even though he wasn't a good example, he was an example. Does that make sense? He wasn't the best example. And I can tell you in tears the, the disappointments that I have experienced from a parent that I should have never in a lifetime ever experienced. But I still walked away from his deathbed, yes, in tears, but completely immersed in love for my father because he accepted Christ at the very end of his life. And again, even though it wasn't the way that he would wish to teach me, now he's in heaven looking down, but he still taught me. He still taught me. And I'm still thankful for it. Even though there's disappointments, I'm still thankful for it. You will see life and death. Oh, did I say that already? I did. Okay, thank you, Zach. The next one is health and sickness. You're seeing medical people feel medical field people. You're seeing it right now, more than ever before. Just this type of sickness. But we're seeing in this lifetime, you will see health and sickness. You will see debt and prosperity. Now, what you won't see, but it's guaranteed, you'll see Jesus. Again, you'll experience Jesus. But there's also the guarantees of hell if you don't accept them. If you don't choose them, there is a hell. There is a hell. There is a heaven, but there is a hell. And our, our chances of not accepting Christ means the choice is you're going to hell. Okay? We have to make sure we have to understand that there is clarity in chance versus choice. We walk away by taking a chance if we don't make a decision, make a choice. And we are hurting by the effects of people making the wrong choices by taking a chance. Right? So why take a chance on missing heaven when you can make a choice. I will say this, and, and I'm seeing this now for the first time. Maybe people who walk away from God didn't really count the cost. What does that mean? They didn't count the cost. This is their, the teach part of me where participation is really accepted now. What does it mean when they didn't count the cost? They accepted Christ, but they didn't count the cost. Anybody? The cost of having to give up. What would you say, sweetie? This is my daughter, Christina, by the way. What do you think, when you say that, what comes to mind? What they didn't give up? A love for money? Okay, I helped you out there. <laughs> Anybody else? In what area does someone didn't count the cost? Yeah. So giving up your desires, right? Yeah, you're having fun. Yeah. Oh, it is pleasurable for a season. The Bible is very clear about that. Yeah. Alcohol, giving up the party life, right? What's another thing we can't, the party life, what's another thing? Would you say, anybody? Okay. Party life, anybody, come on. Sweet, that's one of the major part of my message right there is thinking that you know. That's why people leave with taking a chance. They think they know it. I'm willing to take that chance. Walking away out of this building and never accepting what Norma or David said or Zachariah said. It doesn't only have to come from the pulpit, guys. I know, David, you've ministered to a young man. You ministered, ministered, ministered. And still th decisions on their part, still walk, they still walk away from that. 
They still walk away from that. And they take a chance, but not listening to a wise person. Erica, beautiful little children. And you're giving them, you know, speaking the word. At some point when they become teenagers, you'll experience, <laughs> hopefully in a small window, very small, that, that they're taking a chance not listening to mom. And the repercussion is discipline, right? And that's, that's a good choice to make as a parent, to bring the hammer. And the terrible thing is, again, people, why? The question is, why take a chance on missing heaven when you can make a choice right now? I'm not even talking just salvation. I'm talking obedience. I'm talking faithfulness, man. I'm talking like Norman just said, you're giving up everything because you've already tried everything. How many drugs do you need to try before you figure out you don't know it? How many people, how many times do you have to have sex with somebody before you realize it's not working? How many times do we have to do the things that we're doing that's still keeping us in the mess that we're in right now? When Jesus Christ is the answer, we sing about him this morning, and I'm telling you, tears coming down my face. I'm, my real, I'm remembering, I'm being reminded of God's goodness, and so are you. How good is our God? Man, bro, you should be behind me, man. How good is our God? And I'm telling you right now, if we all could have a mic and share the goodness of God, and some of us might not have as much, and that's okay. Your treasure may be small right now, but build it. Build your treasure, and that's the remembrance of God's goodness. That's treasure. More valuable than any wallet amount of money, any kind of money, anything. Real treasure is being, spending time with God. That's real treasure. In prayer, in worship, and then being used by God to be a blessing to people. You know, bro, here's five bucks. I'm not sure what you need, but here's five bucks. You know, can I pray for you? Being used by God, and you're building up treasure, Bible says, for yourself. And, you know, we can think about our 401ks. We can think about all these different things, and that's cool. But the real treasure is being obeying God. That's real treasure. I'm talking when you wake up in the morning and you're praying. I'm talking about when you're walking in your Garden of Eden, so to speak, with God. You know, there's two walks. The walk is mentioned twice in the book of Genesis. One with Enoch. And you know what the second one was with who? Noah. And that word walk, you know what it means? It means, I mean, oh, I forgot. <laughs> I was in a flow for a second. In Genesis, and I will say Enoch made a choice. He didn't take a chance. Noah made, a, Noah made a choice and didn't take a chance, especially in a chance in a world like we're living in right now. Jesus equated Noah's time to our time, and that was 2,000 years ago. I think it's gotten worse since then, right? Amen? The word walk, when you read in Genesis chapter 6, verses, verse, verse 9, it says, this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man. Everyone say Perfect. In his generation. You know what that word generation means? It means among his peers. It also means, which is so crazy, it's Hebrew, in a rebellious time. He lived perfect in a rebellion time. We're not talking about he never made a mistake. He just walked with God. That's why he was perfect. Does that make you, we need to get that. You're never going to make all the decisions correctly, and that's okay. Get that in your head. But if you're walking with God, you're walking perfectly. Because you have forgiveness. You have repentance. It's right there. And then you have perfect love that casts out all fear. 
you have something so valuable, so precious. It's more precious than any oil you can have. That's the love of God. And I, and I, I pray this, that when we spend time with him, he just pours that oil over you. Pours it over your head and says, mijo, mijo, you're doing a wonderful job. Thank you for praising me. And in fact, I'll habit that. Every time you do that, I'm going to live with you. That's walking with God. And I didn't get to the walk yet, right? I haven't even talked about that one yet. To walk means to converse. Walk in this, when it says walk with God, he's talking about a constant fellowship between two people. And it's going back and forth. Imagine God speaking to you and wanting to know your heart. That's pretty powerful. But even greater is hearing his. It's hearing his heart for you. Man, talk about messing you up. I mean, really, I mean, it mess you up emotionally, but it would correct you mentally. Because Noah's living in a time where we're seeing now, but there's no law in Noah's time. There's no law in Noah's time. So guess what? You know, sex trafficking, they don't call it that. It's just normal. normal. There's no law. Everything that, you, that we have laws that could break, you know, that people break all the time, they didn't have any law. So they were doing everything, and you know what God says? They were corrupt and wicked. And then Jesus equates it to his generation 2,000 years ago, and here we are 2,000 later, and it's worse. It's worse. So the other part of the word walk, it means to have a knowledge about. To have a knowledge about. To walk with Xavier is to have a knowledge. And not just, yeah, I know him. We're talking every day, bro. We are talking for not just five minutes, not even just an hour. We're talking when I'm driving, I'm talking with you. Yes, even in the showers. <laughs> not together. <laughs> but I'm talking with you. And they're praying, we're praying with you over our meals. Where the conversation with God is growing, and it isn't just on a Sunday morning. It isn't just, you know, early in the morning and I'm done all day. No, we're talking that Noah walked with God, and it pleased God so much that he gave him plans to build an ark. He gave him plans for his family, to save his family and the animals. I mean, that's so beautiful. God gave you a responsibility, Peyton, because your walk is so in tune with God. He's giving you responsibility at the expense of being made fun of. But your walk is so perfect, you don't care. You don't care. God's telling you to wear pink socks every day as a man. He's like, you got you to be kidding me. God would never tell you that. I'll just give an example. But in Noah's case, his responsibility was to save a generation, which was his family, who lived blameless before him, who walked perfectly before him. So to me, those, te- those key words right there, two of them, was walking, which means to have a conversation and to follow. And then the word walk is to be conversant and have knowledge about. And now it's interesting, both words involve conversation. Walking. And what was the other one? Generations. Did I read it? Hold on. Generations. Let's see, walking and what was the other one? I wrote it twice, so I repeated myself twice, sorry. But walking with God means have a conversation with God. That's what it means. Amen? Is that clarity? So the, I have a quote that I made. Like I was thinking about it, so I, I kind of created a quote here. Don't confuse taking risks with taking chances. Taking risks it can be an experience for improvement, right? But taking a chance is you're never fully guaranteed with your life and with your families. 
And this is what happens when you start taking chances. It doesn't just involve you. It involves those around you. So their choices are, their, yeah, their, their choice, so to speak, to take the wrong chance can break your heart. It can literally destroy you to the point where you start doubting the kind of relationship you had with that individual. That I do everything. And that ain't right. You did do everything. But on the inside, you're feeling like, God, I missed it. And so now you're walking in condemnation because someone made a wrong choice. God, is it me? And I've been there. Where you feel like you were the problem and they made the choice. They made the decision not to walk with God. They made the decision to, to do that thing. And you're paying for it? You know what's called love. It happens. You can't stop hurt when it comes to love. People will hurt you. But it's up to you what you do with that. What's your choice? What's your choice? Jog near to God and he'll draw near to you? Or screw that kid. I don't ever want to see him again. And then there's, there's prices to pay for that. That's called unforgiveness there. That's called an offense there. You're taking a risk by not going to heaven because of that. Are we getting that? We're taking a risk, and I know you guys don't want to take that risk. You don't want to take that chance. So always walk in love no matter who or what happens to you. Always walk in love. In fact, Jesus commanded us in John 14, this is how you'll know you're my disciples, by your love for the, by your love for the commandments and your love for one another. That's how you know you're walking in love. And I'm telling you right now, if there's ever a season to ever be more in love with the word of God, it's today. In fact, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. You should be more in love with God's word than ever before. Because when you are and when you do, man, what? You're walking with God. Even in a generation who, that's not. Again, what's generation mean? You guys remember? I love it. Generation, again, is um, among his peers and, and during a rebellious time. Okay. All right. So moving on. It's inevitable. Chance and choice both have outcomes. Chance and choice both have outcomes. Now, some might come later in life, but they're still, the outcome still will come. Everyone say Outcome. And this is how we know this. Um, let's ask a wife of a husband who's making career changes in a post-economical pandemic if she's wrong for being fearful of him taking chances. Right? Let's ask godly parents, uh, pediatricians and scientists about the mental overload literal people and parents are causing their children as they infiltrate transgender homosexuality and demonic curriculum into our educational system that our tax-paying dollars are paying for. Is that taking a chance? Come on. Uh, let's ask Noah if he deviated from God's plans for the ark and take a chance doing it his own way. I'm telling you right now, we would, be, we would cease to exist right now. We're alive because of the obedience and the perfection that Noah walked in. Not Adam and Eve. The earth was saved through Noah and his family. Are we getting that? And so if Noah built the ark his way at any given time, Baby, it's done. It's done. Every single thing on this planet it ceased to exist if it hadn't been for Noah fully obeying the voice of God. 
And about the ark, I want you to, I want you to key on two things that he did. Number one, he made it with wood. <laughs> it's pretty much the element they had at the time. But the second thing he made it with, the Bible says he used pitch. Everyone say pitch. Verse 14 says this, make yourself an ark of gopher wood. By the way, it's not gopher. It's like a, the animal gopher. Just giving you a heads up. I searched that like for like 10 minutes. It's not gopher like an animal. Okay. Anyways, it's like more like a cedar, something more of a durable wood. And then it says, make room in the ark and cover it inside and out. Everyone say inside and out. With what? Pitch. Now, I'm thinking, what in the world is pitch? You know, they had that back then. What is that? So I looked it up. It's a waterproof, impact-resistant chemical by plants, trees. Trees. I mean, yes, sap from a tree. They, they heat it up, whatever, and it comes like rubber. And the Bible says, put it on the inside and outside. So the wood represents the wood represents life. But it also represents sacrifice because our Savior died on it. The pitch represents Holy Spirit because he's on the inside and outside. And do you know what the purpose of the pitch was? Can anybody take a gander? Anybody? What's that? Protectant? Okay. It means to not just be water resistant, but oh, what was the other one? Uh, let me see here. Impact resistant. Now, baby, we're going to experience some impact in lives. Can we get a witness? I mean, I'm Paul back in the spirit right now. Mm. We're going to experience some impact in lives. We're going to experience some hurt, some pain, some disappointment. You're, we're going to feel all the emotions just going complete. It's going to feel like completely erased, completely, com, completely confusing, right? But if you got the pitch on the inside and the outside, you're, you're water resistant and you're impact resistant. They're going to happen, but you're going to remain strong. You're going to remain strong. You're going to remain strong when the impact hits you because the Holy Spirit can help you and strengthen you during the impact. But know this, you will never sink. It's a promise from God, not from me. I'm only repeating what the Bible says. Take heart, for I have overcome the world. But we, we first have to do what? Take heart. It's a choice, not a chance. Again, what's the title of my message? Choice versus chance. Hmm. Psalms 127 verse 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. This should be the theme of our life, unless the Lord. That should be the theme of our life. And don't, do not walk out of here and take, take a chance not doing that. Declare it right here and right now with me that this will be the theme for my life, unless the Lord. So close your eyes for a second and say that with me. Unless the Lord. So no matter your careers or promotions, unless the Lord. No matter your relationships, unless the Lord. 
no matter your family, things going on. And man, it feels like hell sometimes, unless the Lord. No matter your religious beliefs, you may listen to me, maybe a Baptist, Mormon, unless the Lord. Can I get an amen? I want to share something with you. My non-Christian dad, this is when we were kids. I remember when we were a little kid. I was a little kid, probably about seven, eight years old. And we're talking to my dad about, how come, dad, how come you don't go to church? We're all going to church like dad. Dad's staying home. Dad, how come you don't go to church? He goes, son, he goes, you're going to be surprised who makes it and who does not make it. Now, this is a time where my dad, I found out later, he was watching Kenneth Copeland while we were gone at church. That dude was watching church, man. Kenneth Copeland, all these other ministers that were famous during the times of the, I don't want to tell you what time frame. No, I'm just kidding. Late 80s, early 90s. He was watching these people, and he was telling me later, told me later in life, he goes, son, he goes, what you believe, he goes, he goes, that's good, based on his limited knowledge and understanding. And I, uh, I'll tell you anyways. Um, we did a play, again, unless the Lord, right, unless the Lord. We did a play called uh, Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames, and this was, man, this was years ago. Uh, we were at the at Nazarene Church, and... This play, this company came over and wanted to do this play. I was reluctant. I was hoping to be an angel. Just stand there and look good, you know. And I didn't find out until after I volunteered that the angels are only women. I was not about to be a woman. Anyways, they said that they, they were pleading with the guys who were walking away, because I was about one of them. Please, guys, don't leave. We need men. We have no men volunteering for the play. And I'm like, and I'm not walking away. I just feel this conviction. I heard this. I'm no joke. Sit your butt down. I heard it clear as day. Sit your butt down. I know God was black. He sounded black. Anyways, I sat down, and I'm like, Lord, I don't want to do this. And I'm fighting the Lord. And talk about if you're ever struggling with being an introvert, that's a lie, okay? It's called fear. So anyways, I'm sitting there, and I get cast with a part. And so anyway, long story short, I mean this, our, um, what would you call her? We're work, working together. Cast, the person I'm working with, uh, we're walking up, and I'm like, oh, hallelujah, you know, everything I think of. Get up there, and all of a sudden, you know, the play goes on, and I'm the person going to heaven, and she's the person going to hell. And so that we, there's a scene out there. We got shot at. I wake up. We both wake up, and there's a gates, and I'm celebrating. And the one question we both had to ask is, Angel is my name in that book. And so I'm thinking, how am I going to celebrate? Because I already know my name's in the book. So anyways, um, so yes, Matthew, your name's in the book. And I'm celebrating, you know, jumping. And I go to heaven. And uh, she, she was my, she my girlfriend. She's going to hell because she rejected. I was witnessing to her, and she rejected Christ. So she went to hell. And man, her scream, whew, it was ugly. You thought she was really going to hell. Anyways, uh, so that play lasted probably about an hour. I, I leave. All of us, we, we stayed in the back, and then we made our way towards every single one. When, when all of it was done, we made our way to the back. People were applauding us, and it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Not the applause, but the effect that we had afterwards because I think total, like 1,300 people give lives to the Lord. So awesome. But anyways, as I'm walking to the back, my dad comes to me. I didn't even know he was there. I didn't even know he was there. And walking in, people were like, my friends were like, hey, good job, and stuff like that. I'm like, man, I was so nervous. And my dad pulls me aside. He goes, uh, son, you can see tears in his eyes. He goes, 
I've always known you're going to make it. He really thought in that one moment that that was my heaven experience. He took it literally in an, you know, like a fool. Thanks, Dad, I walked away. It wasn't until years later I realized the impact, that, the impact of that moment. And I realized, wait a second, he really believed, it felt to him, he saw me going into heaven, experiencing that first, firsthand. When he said, son, I knew you were always going to do it. And I thought, how powerful is that? But all because back at that time, 10 years ago, I made a choice. I never took a chance. I made a choice to serve Christ. And my salvation impacted him. Think about that. Your salvation will impact somebody. And hopefully it's someone who's unsaved. Hopefully it's a coworker who's been beating you up with their ugly words. Hopefully it's your, your mom or your dad. Because you're making choices every day to walk with God. In other words, to have knowledge of him and with him. That should be your life. Amen? Unless the Lord, unless the Lord. Joshua 24, 24 verse 15. It says, but if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose. Everyone say choose. Today whom you will serve, would you prefer the gods of your ancestors who served beyond the Euphrates or will be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my house, baby, we're serving the Lord. I had the baby in there, by the way. Is that all right? <laughs> I'm telling you, in there you see chance, you see choice in one scripture. Everyone say one scripture. You see chance and choice right there. And I love this part. What stood out to me was, would you prefer to serve the gods of your ancestors? That's a bad chance. Or you can make a choice and serve God with me. Because as for me and my house, we're serving the Lord. I mean, to me, Joshua, if you know the character of Joshua, that guy, that man of God was so firm in his belief that he's not going to sway. And that should be every single one of us. No matter what comes our way, we are not going to swerve from serving God. We're not going to walk away from God because we understand that walking with God means conversations. And God, I'm hurt right now. I love what Pastor Denise used to say when Pastor Paul was, was you know, saying something. And he's wanting, and you could tell Pastor Paul was like, come on. He's walking it. Pastor Denise would always say, give me a minute. Give me a minute. I need to walk this out myself. I need to process myself. And she would say that because Pastor Paul was ready to move. But Pastor Denise needed a moment. And I believe that's most of us at times. We get a word. But you know what? Give me a minute before I apply that. I need to walk this out with God because I don't fully understand it. Does that make sense? We need to walk with God so we, to make sure we understand the capacity or, the, or the, the value of that moment, the importance of that moment. Don't say, I'm going to do it and not understand it because the good chances are you're going to walk away because you never understood. But when you do understand and you, still, and, you, and you start walking it out, you won't walk away because you understand the value of it. Does that make sense? That is to me is so beautiful is when we, when we have the spirit, according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse, uh, verse 17 to 24, when you have the spirit of understanding, you won't walk away from God. And the Bible says also in that same verse, the spirit of revelation. Oh, baby. Now you're not, not only not going to walk away, you're taking people with you because you got the revelation. You're taking people with you. And you're keeping your heart right no matter what happens because you're impact resistant. You have the pitch on the inside and the pitch on the outside, which is the Holy Spirit. You're waterproof and you're, and you're impact resistant because now you're going to be hurt more than ever before. But because you're impact resistant, you're going to be able to walk away the next day and feel good. And people are like, you don't care. No, I care. But I'm, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Amen? 
In the world's eyes, Noah's story is unbelievable. By, the, by that notion, so is salvation, right? So is miracles, so is God, and so is heaven. I, I read, I read um, while I was looking up the word pitch, I found that some stories about people, they're saying, oh, don't, don't believe, those are, just, those are just stories about Noah. And there was a big old forum about Noah and how fake it was, the flood. It never happened. And not one Christian came in on there. And I'm thinking, because number one, they're probably intimidated, there's so many people. The list was endless, and no one was believing Noah ever happened. No one. In fact, you, you can find that without Moses, part of the Red Sea. You'll find throughout the Bible, there's a lot of people who say the Christians don't believe in the stories. They're just allegory stories. Stories that kind of like tie into morality. Kind of stories that tie into a God's goodness. No, they're facts. I heard this one minister, if you believe in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and Revelation uh, Revelations 22, you believe in everything. But there's people who don't believe in everything. They just believe in God, not Jesus Christ. So they don't have the pitch on the inside and the pitch on the outside. doesn't make them water resistant. doesn't make the impact resistant. And some of us today in here, as I'm getting ready to close, man, go ahead, come up, man. That's why you're struggling because you're not impact resistant. This is why you're hurting because you're not impact resistant. And what are you going to do to make sure that you're impact resistant? Again, you chance versus choice, but make the choice to walk with God like Noah did and Enoch did. Walk with God. Discover what that means for you. Your walk will be different than Pastor Sidney's walk. Your walk will be different than my walk. You walk with God with the times that you have available. But what is the same is God's word. Our walks are completely different, but the word is not. It's the same. Our word from God is the same. The question is, what are you going to do? Excuse me. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with that word? You have a choice. And the only choice that I, I'm encouraging you to do today is take it. Take it. Agree with it. Receive it. That's the choice you have today. It's simple. Receive it. Agree with it. And say it's mine. It's mine. Unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain. You think you're successful, but in reality, you're not. Not without God. Because all the success you can have in this life means absolutely nothing if you're not walking with God. If you're not walking with God. And for those of us who are walking with God, I wanted, I wanted to stick something a little deeper in your spirit, if I may. How deep is your walk? Can it get better? And you say, absolutely, it might. Yeah, absolutely. Are you making those efforts to do that, though? Or are you just admitting you, you can't make it better? You understand the difference? There's one, there's one way to say, yeah, you, you admit it, but you're taking a chance but not doing it. It's time for every single one of us to make a choice to get stronger, to get taller in the things of God. To be more loving, because I'm telling you right now, there is so much backbiting in the body of Christ right now. It is horrific. And I mean it. It's horrific. Me saying things about you, you saying things about me, and we call each other brothers and sisters in Christ. That is not brothers and sisters. That is not love. That is not love. You thinking bad about me and me thinking bad about you, that is not love. No, I love you. Every single one of you. There is no, no withdrawal and drawback from my love towards you. But that should be the way for every single one of us. Every single one of us, regardless of the decisions you make, 
You're loved in this place. You're loved in this place. Let's close our eyes this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you this morning and we say we love and we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, like Noah and Enoch, you're opening our eyes, Lord God, to what it really means to walk with you, to have conversations with you, and then to follow you, Lord God. And the other word, Lord God, is generations. Lord God, that Noah was righteous and perfect in his generation, and so will Zacharias and the Durans and the Chicados. They're going to be perfect in their generations, Lord God, because we're walking with you. And I love it, Lord God, it's highlighted that Noah walked with God. Lord, we're all going to walk with you. We're all going to make that choice today and not, make it, not take a chance, Lord. So there's someone in here, you just realize, you know what, your, your choices need to be more deeper. You want to say, Lord, I need help making a choice today. Let's offer this first for salvation. If there's someone in here, you are not saved. You've walked away from God. And now you're tired of taking a chance and you want to make a choice. If you're online and you're here, simply stand up right now and we can take that choice together. We can get your ship, which is your temple, filled with pitch on the inside and pitch on the outside and make you water resistant and impact resistant because you know you've needed it. You know you've needed it. You've been struggling, you've been hurting, and you know you need to make that decision right now. And only God can put the pitch on the inside and the pitch on the outside. But it's by you making a choice this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. Everyone repeat this prayer with me this morning. Say, Jesus, I welcome you in my heart. I welcome you in my soul. Just don't change me. Rearrange me to help me look more like your word, to look more like you, Lord Jesus, because now I'm acknowledging you as my Lord. And now I repent for the sins I've committed, the decisions that were against you. I repent of those things right now in Jesus' mighty name. And Holy Spirit, I need you to baptize me today. I need you to help me become water resistant. I need you to help me become impact resistant. In Jesus' mighty name, fill me up, Holy Spirit. Give me the grace I need to keep away from sin. And give me the grace I need to keep away from my old self. In Jesus' mighty name. And I declare over everybody who prayed that prayer for the first time, read Hosea 14. Because Jesus taught, um, the, the Father talks about healing your backsliding ways. Think about that. Yes, you, you came from a lifestyle, and God's going to heal you now from that back, from those ways of old. Do you understand that? Those ways of old in the mighty name of Jesus. Okay. I want to talk to the people in closing here. If you feel like, yes, you're saved, but you have not been making choices that are acceptable to God, choices that have been strong in the things of God, and this, what was said today, just really moved you, and you want to solidify more choices in your life, 
And you want to be stronger than ever before because the pitch on the inside and outside has been waning. Water has been seeping in. The impact that you've been feeling has almost been damaging you to the point of sin. If that's you this morning, I want you to stand. And we're going to pray together in the mighty name of Jesus because you're going to make better choices because you're going to hang on to the word greater than ever before. We're not going to allow fear. We're not going to allow pride to influence you anymore. We're not going to allow insecurities to dominate your life anymore. This is your moment. This is your moment, my friend. This is your moment, my brother and my sister. Because it's now it's time for you to become the Christian you've always thought you could be. The Christian you've always wanted to be. Heavenly Father, I pray for those who are standing right now, Lord, and those also online, Heavenly Father, that, Lord, you place your hand on them right now. You place your hand on them as they're raising their hands towards heaven, Lord God, and help them to become impact-resistant through Holy Spirit. That means they're going to have a drive, a passion for the Word of God greater than ever before, not just to make money, Lord God, but to create a treasure on the inside by walking with you in the mighty name of Jesus. And so that's what I pray for the people, Lord God, who want more to make the choices better. That, Lord God, it becomes strengthened in their treasure, and they understand what that treasure is and what it looks like and what it smells like, Lord God, what it sounds like, Lord God, what it feels like, even to touch, Lord, because you're that real. Be more real in them in this season of their life, in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Lord God, drown out every single question and give them the answer. Drown out every single fear, Father God, and give them the faith. Drown out the hate and the disappointment over their ears, Lord God, and give them ears to hear your voice. In the mighty name of Jesus. Impact resistant, water resistant Christians, Lord. Because the waters will come. The storms will come. But like Noah, we are safe and secure in the arms of Christ. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Just give us, you know what, go ahead and stand. Everyone stand for a second here. Let's give moments to the Lord this morning. Let's finish the way we started. Let's finish the way we started this morning. Worshiping God. Just go ahead and lift your hands up for a second here. Lift your hands up for a second. And just thank God. Not because I'm telling you, because you want to. This is, this is out of your own free will. This is your own choice. So just thank God for a second here. Just thank God for a moment here. Just thank him. Go ahead and get loud this morning. Go ahead and thank him. We're not in the library. You're in, you're in the locker room, baby. Come on. Come on. There you go. Just thank him. Just thank him. Just thank him for the choices you have made. The good choices you have made. But not taking a chance. And you know what now? Start thanking God for the person next to you that they're going to start making good choices, not to satisfy you, but to satisfy God. Start thanking God right now. Come on. A little louder, guys. Just a little louder before the Lord. This isn't for me. And once again, this is for the Lord. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. His name is Jesus. His name is Yahweh. Just begin to thank him here this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can listen on Spotify or download the Powerhouse Church app. If you would like to comment, need prayer, or want more information, 
contact us at powerhousechurch.us.